0: Welcome to Death Row. Like we always do about this time. Ha ha ha! I'm gonna fight your fucking
1: ass! You don't got, you're playing touch butt with that dork in the park. Ah, uh, there's a little snake in the grass. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. No, fucking Jesus, people. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. Hey, pussy, are you still there?
0: I'm back. Who the fuck is that guy? Break out the red panties. Well are rich baby.
1: I would like to introduce Welcome to the MMA for Money Show episode eighty-eight. Like the hands on a Rolex watch, we just don't stop. I am your host, Mike Copenhaver, aka Real Mike. You can find me on Twitter at Don't Cope, Just Win. I'm joined with my producer and co-host of the show, T. How you doing today, T? Hey,
0: what's up, everybody? How y'all doing tonight?
1: Well, stoked to be here with you, bro, and talk about some uh, UFC last weekend and talk about a bunch of MMA going on this week. But first off, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors of the show. First off is M-E-L-I-N, Melon Brand Hats. They're some of the best luxury lined hats in the world. They use really, really dope uh, just uh, fabrics and really just intricate stuff and patterns that they use. And so go check them out, Melon Brand Hats. Uh, it's been my buddy's company. He's one of the co-founders. And so I've been supporting it since he started. And and now he's uh, super big time when it comes to the hat company and apparel line. So shout out to Mel Brand Hats. So go over there and uh, show them some love. Secondly is my uh, Foci Stuff. Folkai clothing, uh, the Guam alien gear. They have some of the coolest stuff there is coming out of Guam. Definitely uh, been OG into the MMA scene since back in the day. Uh, you know, Brandon Vera sponsored by him. My brother was sponsored by him. War Machine uh, before he did us uh, doing a stint. Um, Herman Torado, a uh, bunch of really, really good fighters. So stoked to have Folkai clothing and stuff. So go to FocaiStuff.com, get yourself a shirt, a beanie, uh, a hat, show them some love and uh, support the Islanders. Last but not least is my third sponsor and last one, Spliff Seeds Amsterdam. If you go over to Spliff Seeds, it's genetic lines for MJ. If you look at Lemon Cream Kush, it's my plant featured. Uh, I'm, like I said, sponsored by them and you push all their genetic lines and it's some of the best stuff. So go over there to Spliff Seeds and just give them some love and get yourself genetics for this growing season. But with that said, just wanted to say shout out to all the 31 of you live and just say hello to Jackie girl there in the chat. I appreciate you guys there and then listening and I uh, just wanted to say shout out to the sponsors as well. But with that said, we got to go over uh, last weekend's UFC Vegas 25 Reyes versus Pachakna, Yuri Pachakna, uh, man, dude, it was an amazing event. Another W for the MMA for money team, but I'll get into that as we go into it. So I'm going to quickly uh, review the card and I'll stop maybe uh, whenever there's something exciting. But first fight of the night, we had Luke cool Sanders. He fought Felipe Calares. Uh, Felipe Carr's ended up uh, winning the fight it was a three-round decision he just uh, ended up it, you know it was a close fight so that it was the judges were a little iffy this night there was about two or three fights that uh, were questionable but this one fell in Carr's favor and Calares won the three-round decision and then we had Andreas Mikalas who fought KB Buller uh, and like I said last week I just felt like Andreas was going to be too tough for Buller and he showed that in a three-round decision where he kind of just bullied Buller all around the the cage no pun intended and now we then we had loma look boom who fought sam hughes well loma looked you know she was a negative three three, four hundred favorite and she pretty much looked the part throwing sam hughes pretty much around the uh the ring hip tossing her judo tossing her it was it was pretty pretty clean you know especially for being the smaller fighter she definitely used it to her advantage uh won that three round decision and what looked like Uh, the the whole night just felt like it was going to be decisions because that was three in a row, and it it did not stop here when Poliana Botello fought Luana Carolina. Uh, Somehow they they had Luana Carolina. Sorry for that hiccup. They had Luana Carolina uh, winning this fight on the judges' scorecard. I had Poliana winning it, um, but I I really don't care because we didn't bet on that type of MMA, but that definitely killed some parlays and definitely hurt some people's money lines. So if you did bet that one, it was uh, not yeah. very favorable shout out yeah. to Papa prime you could heart.
0: have uh, you could have got luana live at one point in that fight i think for like plus 900 or something crazy i think it was in the yeah. first round
1: yeah that's More. why it's just, that's why the odds were just so or the odds were so crazy cuz uh, poliana was winning it uh, favorably but uh, i mean it is what it is she uh, luana won the fight and that's how it is in the record books but it definitely started some parlay busters and then the next up was kai kamaka fought tj brown Last week, and at least last week, I said I like TJ Brown um, I, as an underdog. Somehow he cashed this bet, too, was in a round three. It was a three-round decision. Kai Kamako looked uh, really good to me, and I was actually really worried uh, about for, uh, about this fight for TJ Brown once I saw how mean Kamaka looked uh, in there, you know, in the pocket, throwing uh, just big bombs, man. And she, she just uh, took leg kicks well, just really good all-around game. I thought Kai Kamaka won, but that can be, you know, argued with, with a bunch of people, so – TJ Brown ended up winning that fight and cashing as a plus, I believe, 170 underdog. So shout out to you guys, whoever took our advice and went with TJ Brown because, uh, you know, he cashed there. Then last on the preliminary card, preliminary card, we had Ronda Marcos fought Luana Pinero. I, uh, this one was uh, really funny, man. Uh, Luana came out really mean and aggressive and was just kind of throwing uh, Ronda around, hitting her in the face uh, at will um i i really felt like ronda marcos was gonna be fucked she ended up uh i believe on her back and threw an up kick that hit Luana in the face and then we had uh, an aljermaine sterling uh, award where she you know she got hit and then she realized like oh shoot that was an illegal hit so let me flop she definitely got hit i'm not trying to say she didn't but she flopped like uh ginobili parker did for the spurs in nba but uh that you know that could be you know misconstrued to everyone but uh shout out to jamie birch in the chat kevin kcmo appreciate you being here uh like i said papa prime all you guys thank you for the you're on a roll award from both of you guys uh i can't you know say thank you enough times for all you people who support the show but uh yeah so last weekend on the preliminary card i was an upkick by uh, ronda marcos that got her disqualified um she ended up uh, losing the fight from the, the dq of the upkick so it was uh everyone's all pissed off at Luana. I definitely, I understand she flopped and she would look soft and she didn't want to go in there and fight anymore. Um, But she was winning. She was dominantly winning. I don't think that she was going to lose that fight. So, you know, it was an illegal blow. I think that these kicks should be legal. I'm a big fan of back in the day, pride and soccer kicks and all the, all the blows, man. I just don't get why I can shin kick you in the face. I can elbow you in the face I can do all these things, but I can't up kick you when I'm on my back, bro. Like, I I just, you know, I don't know, bro. This isn't a jujitsu tournament where we need that type of rules. I'm a savage beast that wants to see people going at it and getting just clobbered. So, I mean, you know, call me what it is, brute, brute, savage, whatever it may be. But I want to see what I saw there, and I want to see the fight continue on. But we got a DQ win for Luana Perinaro to end the prelims. So uh, she cashed there as a negative 185 favorite. Then we'll move on to the the main card of the evening. Let's let's see one second. Oh, we had our bet of the night, and it was Marab Davishelli doing what he does best, and that's just out cardio, out work, out transition, out wrestle Cody Stamen for all three rounds. We put it as a bet last week. uh, I believe it was 2.4 units we put down on them to win one unit. We cashed that bet again. That's the fifth bet in a row we've cashed here for on the MMA for Money show. Three weeks in a row, nothing but just straight money. So make sure you're jumping on the team in our bets because we're giving out free picks at a rate better than some of these touts. Uh, You know, it just is what it is. Go listen to the show and you can just see the history of it. So uh, like I said, we're stoked. And Rob uh, showed uh, his work ethic and heart and everything. It wasn't that Cody Stamon uh, looked that bad. He just was just outworked by Marab for a three-round decision. Me and T even said it. We we liked the Marab by decision prop. So <clears throat> shout out to all you guys who cashed him by money line, cashed him by pro- uh, decision. Uh, it was just really easy money. He looked, he looked really good to me. I know people were hating, saying, oh, he was negative 240, bro. Duh, duh, duh. I don't care, bro. Winning is winning. I don't look at the numbers. If it's a reasonable number for me to fire, and I and I—it's going to win. I'm going to be firing on it. It's not often we do the negative 2.4 units, but we did it there and we cashed it. So, what would you think about that fight, T?
0: Uh, that went exactly how we thought it would go, you know. And we—I mean—we gave out the decision as well. If you didn't want to um, lay the juice, and uh, I mean, Stamen—he's tough as hell, man. He's a tough fighter, but uh, I mean, he just didn't match up well with Robin, and it showed every single place. I mean, he just—he was better everywhere. It wasn't much thing it can do, you know. So I was with yeah. it. Nice bet, nice cash.
1: Yeah. Either way, so, so stoked about that one and cashed that was our only bet of the night. So we went one and oh for the night on UFC. The next fight, we wanted to bet two as well. I wanted to max bet rob and max bet Sean Strickland versus Christoph Jocko. Sean Strickland won a mean three round decision versus Christoph Jocko basically just bullying the shit out of Jocko all around the cage. Um, and Jocko was on his back foot, circling as much as he could possible to minimize the damage. So Sean Strickland couldn't knock him into orbit. But uh, Sean Strickland much, looked very, very much the favorite. Uh, negative 270, I think he closed that. It was easy money, in my opinion. Another fight that we were super high on. And so if you cash that bets, congrats to you because Sean Strickland is a meme mofo, dude. And like I said, if I have that I drop him in an alley theory, I'm going to use it later on tonight. And Sean Strickland is the meaner dude. He, I said it, he would come out of the alley in a bar fight. I know it's not a bar fight, but I like betting on dudes that are just meaner and more aggressive, and Sean Strickland was that dude and, and ended up on a three-round decision. Uh, did you see that fight, T?
0: Yeah, I had Strickland. I actually laid the juice on him, too. Um, and, I mean, another one that went high, I figured it would go. Strickland just walked straight at the dude and just hunted him down, basically, the whole fight, just, you know, threw some straight jabs and hard punches and –
1: Nice. Beat his ass it's, up, you know. Totally. Well, I just want to say thank you to Ryan Richardson for the monthly sponsorship again. uh Thank you, Bud. That's Kick Your Bass on Twitter. He's one of the best fishermen in the world. Appreciate also, you, man. Yep. Yeah, also want to say hello to Lucy Ibar. Appreciate the Super Hard Award. uh Thank you to Peter Bittner here in the chat, one of the, the HAPS team members who's made this whole entire platform possible. Always a pleasure and an honor to have you in here. Uh, appreciate to have you, Aaron Weinbaum, in here. He's uh, Aaron brought up a good uh, statement he said Rob's work rate is phenomenal but I don't know if he's top how he does against top 10 I agree cold heartedly uh Aaron I think that he lacks the striking and he's so aggressive kind of like Julian Lane let me bang bro um but obviously much better fighter in the sense but he just has that aggressiveness and where he could get clipped and if he gets clipped by a left hook or a possible high kick I could see him getting knocked out uh, or a uh, need uh, finished uh, in the end. So uh, good point there, Aaron. And, uh, you know, thanks you for having coming in the chat and being part of the show. I appreciate all 57 of you live and the eight awards that you guys have given us. Thank you again, Aaron, for the award. Um, so yeah, we're stoked. Uh, Sean Strickland cashed that fight. It was uh, another easy uh, W. So if you listen to the show, I was super high on him. Another almost possible what I wanted a max bet because I just, I just felt like he's just way too good, man. I mean, uh, Sean Strickland is just all around better. But uh, next up on the card, we had uh, Ion Kutlaba. Uh, He fought uh, Dustin Jacoby. It ended up being a a three-round decision draw. Um, uh, I I don't really have much to say on it uh, other than the fact I was expecting them to kill each other after the weigh-ins. I'm one of the few people who personally, not for the show because I bet much more responsibly for the show than I do off the show, my degenerate gambling happens live, and uh, so I bet the under on this one because I felt like they were gonna. One of them was gonna kill each other, and they definitely, you know, brought that fire, but it didn't happen. It ended up being a draw, so you know they both didn't really get hurt, but they both didn't get paid uh, a lot extra. So, the next up on the fight was uh, was the co-main event, and it was Giga Chickadazzi. He fought Cub Swanson, and holy shit, dude! I didn't. I I I'm sorry, Giga. I I picked Cub because he was the OG. But I did not know you were going to throw that mean front kick to, I believe it was the liver or the rib cage. It was either his rib cage got damaged or it was the liver. But either way, he shut down Cub Swanson in one kick, man. Uh, Cub caught hit by that, curled up in a ball and straight turtled. Uh, I've never seen Cub Swanson uh, turtle so fast. So shout out to you guys who cashed Giga Chickadaisy with the the money line because it wasn't that bad, uh, especially for winning in a first round TKO versus a veteran like Cub Swanson. I mean, it really, really was a really sharp performance, especially to take out someone, uh, just a vet like that. I, I really, really can't believe that he pulled that off. Did you see that one, T?
0: Yeah, it was nice, man. I just showed it. Um, I thought Solanson would give him a fight, just like you said. but You got him, man. It looked like he hit him in the right spot. Just crumbled.
1: Yeah, so it was, uh, you know, that was, so the whole night was pretty much draw decisions until that moment. So everyone was kind of like, they start betting and they're like, oh, well, everything's going to be a decision after that point, but nope, sure. Shit. You know, the TKO KO comes after a whole night of, of decisions and a draw. So it, it's really funny when that happens because you get caught up uh, betting um, and hoping that a finish comes uh, or, or or decisions are just going to keep going because it was really kind of not boring in the sense, but it was kind of slow. It was a slow paced night. And then so that KO TKO was really fast and, and set Cub Swanson down. And then the next one, Holy shit. The main event of the, the night fight. was Dominic Reyes versus Yuri Prashakna. Holy shit, bro. I mean, did you if you guys watched the fight, just the headpiece that he had set up for his hair was so sick and old school martial arts. Like he's he brings this type of energy that I can't I can't explain, man. It's like this mystical, uh slow, methodical pace that Yuri brings. And he, he just man, I like I knew he had the capabilities to do what he did. What I didn't think he was going to do was was I didn't think he was going to be able to survive with his hands down and his defense. Sometimes it's iffy, and he gets himself into positions like in this fight. Dominic Reyes hit him a couple times, but Yuri's chin, man, it must be made of iron or something other than that because it was out of this world, and Yuri just looked like an absolute monster. Round two KO, tko Dominic Reyes with a spinning – elbow that literally hit him with the, the tip of the elbow on I believe the side of the temple and just timber sent Reyes down and if it wasn't bad enough he got knocked out from the elbow Reyes head must have got a some kind of subdural problem or something uh, with a concussion because he, he hit the canvas so hard with his head it looked like Shaq bouncing a basketball on the floor it was unreal so hope Reyes uh, didn't get too much damage but you sure shit know he did Big dudes hitting you <laughs> the way that he did. This fight was phenomenal, man. Uh, did, you, did you enjoy that one, team?
0: Yeah, I mean, poof, Reyes falling flat straight down into the mat. Um, that, was, that was nuts. I mean, that was basically the perfect way to end him, because um, to end it, because Jerry just, you know, he dominated him. And poof, I gave Reyes too much credit. I mean, he's a good fighter, but J- Jerry's a bad dude, bro. Just went in there, he had to um, – he had the ponytail going, you know, MMA'd out. He was just ready for war, and he brought it. That was a hell of a fight. I enjoyed watching every minute of that.
1: Yeah, it really was. So shout out to Yuri for uh, becoming a new uh, contender in the 205 division. You know, to put down Reyes like that, you know, John Jones didn't do that. Um, a, a lot of guys haven't. So I, it was it was just awesome yeah, to I think, see
0: I think the knockouts coming on the highlight reel right in, the, in a second or two.
1: Yeah, you know, so it was just crazy to see uh, what he did to, you know, Reyes. If you're watching the video, you'll see the spinning elbow that set it's him gone, down. Uh... But, yeah, I, I, I'm super high on him for the future now. It makes the division much more exciting for the matchups they were getting. Um, you know, I can't wait to see. I hear, see called out Jan Blachowicz and to see those two countries go at it and the respect that they're very respectful. Cha- you know, Jan's a very respectful champion and mixed martial artist. He's a guy that you'd want your kid to look at, at as a professional fighter. And it's um, the same with Yuri. You could watch, have your kid watch him and be like, mimic yourself after this guy as a champion or as a fighter or as a person in general, because if you bring that good, quiet, you know, calm energy in a sense and uh, very professional, whether it's your job or in the, your, fighting is his job, but if you bring that in life, just all around, you're going to just have a little bit uh, all around better life because the your energy, like Yuri said, you know, he's able to soak it up and use it for good instead of having the nervous energy that we all do have. He just uh, harnesses it differently. So huge win for Yuri. Can't wait to see what he does. And that ended the, the fights uh, that night. And uh, it, that ended, it made it it made it a lot of fun to end it on a high note like that. But. I'm going to be uh, jumping into uh, the PFL three that's going to happen on uh, ESPN two and ESPN plus. I believe the starts on at 2:30 PM Pacific time on ESPN two and then 5:30 30 is, is on ESPN plus for the regular card. So make sure you jump in there and then you get a watch the fights because it's going to be uh, pretty good. You know, I'm only going to go over the main event and co-main event of the night because I don't want to save you the bore and pretend like I know every single one of these fighters on there when I certainly do not. So this uh, the first. The first thank you, uh, Peter, for the compliment. I appreciate all you do for Haps and having you guys support. But the co-main of the event of the night is Kayla Harrison, uh, former Olympic Judo champion. She's going to be fighting Marana Marias. Kayla Harrison's eight and O. She's uh, just like I said, Judo champion, really mean with submissions, and she's just really, really strong. Um, Thirty years old, 5'8", with a sixty-five inch reach like I said, 8-0, no. so she's won her last fight by punches in round two, fight before that, unanimous decision, fight before that by armbar, round one, key lock round one, so she's a finisher, man, and she's really, really mean, and she's really strong, and so um, I, I know that uh, Kayla's probably going to be a huge favorite, and she is, but uh, let's see what she is. Let's she's see what, minus yeah.
0: 2,600, bro. Holy
1: shit, folks, do not bet that, but she will win, I guarantee that. Kayla Harrison That's just the watch. That's just a t- fight uh, to just- watch. Yeah, Mar- Marana Marias. Uh, she's going to be taking on a savage, you know? Uh, la- yeah, Mar- 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 Mariana has won her last three fights, but her last fight she won by punches versus girls seven and three. Uh, that, that, that record's not that great. Before that, she lo- she won a split decision by- with a girl that was eight and four. I mean, come on now, that's getting bad. Then before that, she won a decision versus girls 12 and six and two. Then she lost to a girl who was eight and five. Like, come on, bro. Kayla Harrison is going to slam this girl down, mark my words, and absolutely toss around, arm bar her quicker than you've ever seen. That's why you see the negative 2,600, whatever the odds are for her, because it's just stupid how quickly she's going to just smoke this girl. And I don't mean to be disrespectful, but Kayla Harrison's judo is uh, superior than Ronda Rousey's was. And that's one thing that uh, she has over, uh, you know, Rousey, is just the fact that she beat her, I believe, in competition. And she's just is – she's that good, man, with her judo. So – I believe Kayla Harrison will rule there. And the main event of the night is the old school veteran of MMA, Fabricio Rodum, 24 and 9 and 1 coming out of Brazil, fighting Renan Ferreira, who's six and two also coming out of Brazil. Oh man, um, you know, I, I it's hard to go. You can't I have a rule. You can't go against the OG. The only problem with this OG is he's 43 years old, folks. He's 6'4", and he's 77-inch reach. He's coming off a win. Yes, he is, versus Alexander Gustafson in round one and his last UFC performance on his contract. Very smart of him to, to run fast after he won that because if he didn't, he was not going to probably get the money he got over here in the PFL. So shout out to him for cashing or getting that money for his family. But I just think that uh, Radisa Radum is just way too good, man. His jujitsu jitsu is just sick. I'm not saying he's going to be able to outstrike uh, Renan but I believe his jiu-jitsu is, is just far superior and that Renan's going to be absolutely fucked. Uh, Renan Ferreira is 6-2. and two. He's a big boy, though, so don't get me wrong. 31 years old, six eight, six eight, folks. 85-inch reach, so he's going to have some mean old monkey hands just coming out to a fool. Um, it, you know, affiliation, he's coming out of Team Noguera, uh, obviously the Noguera brothers, so shout out to the infamous Noguera brothers of MMA. Um, so this dude's training with some decent coaches. I don't know about his, the talent that he's training with there, but he's definitely got the right coaches that are backing him. His last fight, he won versus a triangle choke, um, you know, round two. The one before that, he lost uh, illegal, says says illegal punches to the back of the head that he threw so you can't really, uh, you know, take anything there. But it was TKO before that. It was punches before that. and It was KO win before that. So he, you know, this dude is—he can win this fight if he keeps the standing. He seems to be very, like I said, he's very big. He heavyweight fights. I don't like heavyweight fights often. I don't bet them because it's one punch to the back of the head, and you, you just the whole night is just absolutely ended, and your shit, you're, you're just screwed. So I think that uh, Renan definitely has a chance here because of the size and standing, and it's heavyweights. But if if Verdum gets us on the ground, he's screwed. So I be, I'm going to go with Verdum for because he's just OG. Uh, Renan, I believe, has tapped before. Let me get that. Yeah, he's lost the armbar before. So I I def, once a tapper, always a tapper to me. If you lost to a guy, uh, Vicentus Vicent, Marea, who's actually really good at jujitsu, uh, it's so about the high uh, as high level as Verdum. I'm going to go Verdum uh, by armbar or some kind of uh, rear naked choke, some kind of submission. So. Uh, that'll be the main of the event tonight for the PFL three. I just wanted to give you guys a, a little uh, bonus and go over those two. So make sure you go give them some love because the more MMA, the merrier. Shout out to the 104 of you guys live uh, viewing us. We appreciate you uh, a ton. And yeah, Aaron Whitebaum, the Bellator is a great show. Aaron Juan is the real deal. We're going to be going over that shortly. So what up, Sean Miller, my boy from childhood, since we were five years old, uh, the Miller twins, some of the best uh, wrestlers out of Simi High School, uh, trained with judo Jean LaBelle back in the day. So shout out to Sean Miller. Uh, give him some love in the chat. He's on Facebook. So one of the first dudes that uh, support on Facebook. So love you, Sean. Appreciate you. Hope you and your lady are good. And we got our my other boy, JJ, Mr. Goodbar. How, what's up, dude? Appreciate you coming in the chat. Um, I like said, we just finished uh, going over the PFL number three. And now I'm gonna go over another bonus. We're gonna go over Bellator 258. I'm gonna be going over just the main card, so we could uh, spare you the agony of the whole whole card and just give you, uh, you know, what I think is gonna be um, exciting. So, the first fight of the night that we have for the main event, uh, the main card, is Michael Venom Page 18 and one is gonna be fighting Derek Anderson. And if you don't know about Michael Venom Page, I mean, he's infamous for caving in uh, Chris Cyborg the male's head and skull basically into the canvas. Uh, he's literally um, just, just died, you know, or smoked this dude and concaved his whole head with a flying knee. That's famous MVP striking super diverse, but he's one of those dudes who just like goose off and he showcases a lot. He's coming off a four fight a uh, four fight win streak. He's 34 years old, six, 77 inch reach. So he's just long lanky uh, just super athletic. Uh, his last fight, he won by decision. The fight before that, he won round two by the with a counter cross. Uh, just super sharp striking. Then the one before that, same counter uh, counter right uh, round one. So this guy's a finisher, man. Uh, the only last time that he's lost was Douglas Lima, and uh, Douglas Lima is a, I'm super high on. He's an absolute monster. I knew that Douglas Lima was going to win that fight. So that's his last loss it was a 2019 MVPs was. So I think MVP is just absolutely going to dominate. And this is a fight where uh, he's fighting Derek Anderson, who's 17 and three. Uh 31 years old, six foot, 74 inch reach. He's coming out three wins himself. His last fight, he won a head kick round two versus Kili's Moda, who was 12 and 1. So had some really good experience. So it, then he won before that, he won a decision. And a fight before he won that, he won a decision, and then he lost a decision versus Derek Campos. So it seemed like when he take faced his toughest challenge, Derek Anderson, he folded versus Derek Campos in a decision. And I believe that Michael Venom Page is the real deal when it comes to striking and that he is going to uh, take out uh, Derek Anderson here and showcase why his striking is so superior. And with Derek Anderson coming off of uh, a head kick win, he, these guys get uh, money hungry or they get bonus uh, hunter hungry and they start uh, you know chasing these KO TKOs. Well, if he does that, he's going to fall right in the hands of Michael Venom Page's counter striking and striking abilities, so make sure you watch the UFC on this one because it is going to be a great fight. I'm going to be going with Michael Venom Page uh, by Devastation. Um, you have any thoughts on that one, T, or you want me to roll through?
0: Nah, you can roll through them, okay, man. No, no, off. no worries. The
1: then we got Patricky Pitbull, one of the infamous Pitbull brothers, man. He's going to be fighting. He's 23-9 fighting Peter Qualley, uh, I believe coming out of Ireland. Uh, P- Patricky Pitbull, 23-9. He's coming off a loss, though. He's 35 years old. 5'7, seven, 71 inch reach. His last fight, he lost unanimous decision versus a very tough Tulfik Muska, uh, you know, in risen 20. So, you know, you can't really hate on him too much. There's two, uh, Pitbull brothers, and this is the, the lesser one in my opinion, but I don't want to be disrespectful because both these guys would smoke me with one hand, uh, one left hook across my chin. So, uh, not to be disrespectful, but there's, we talked about how there's a lesser of the two brothers. Uh, we felt that way with the Diaz brothers. We felt that way with, uh, a lot of fighters uh, that, that come up into the, the UFC with their siblings. So um, I, with his last fight was a loss versus to- Tofik for Patriki, And then he won with uh, punches and soccer kicks in round one and Risen and then punches round two or round one again um, versus Kawajiri, which is another good uh, fighter, decent at that. So, you know, he, the soccer kicks aren't going to be happening for Patricki, but this dude's mean, man. Uh, he's going to be fighting Peter Quilly. Peter Quilly is 12 and 5 and 1. He's 32 years old. He's 5'9 with a 74.5 inch reach. He's fighting out of Dublin, Ireland. Uh, like I said, I guess pretty much. I saw the flag. SBG, Ireland is, uh, you know, where Conor McGregor trains. Uh, you know, he's got uh, his coach there and uh, Conor McGregor's coach. And so he's, he probably has some decent striking and. So last fight, he won versus Ryan Scope, uh, punches round two. The guy was 10 and two uh, that he beat. So, you know, you know, pretty decent in that sense. The one before that, he lost a split decision versus a guy named Miles Price in Bellator 217. The guy was 10 and seven. And then he won before the one before that, he won punches round one, um, you know, to David Kachurian. So I, you know, I don't know what to take of that, but I'm going to be going with Patricky Pipple because of the high class uh, training that he does. And his jujitsu and everything. I'm gonna have to go with the, uh, the Pitbull brother. And uh, so, but don't don't go and like bet your whole house on that one. I, I just uh, giving you guys the what I think is gonna happen. Then finally, Bellator has something fun for you know they've been getting better, but this is Anthony Rumble Johnson is finally back. Two hundred and five pounds, baby. He's gonna be looking mean and lean, and he's gonna be coming there to do what Anthony Rumble Johnson does, and that's finished or B finish. he's 12 22 and six he's 37 years old coming off a loss though six 78 inch re- 78 inch reach he's uh coming off a grappling uh not the grappling um he's been grappling a lot so that's good to see that he's at least practicing but he's coming off a round one loss to glover to Shara, but that's in 2016 folks he has been. Oh, sorry, I skipped uh, Daniel Cormier in 2017. He's coming off of a rear naked choke. That's the last time he's really fought in uh, in the UFC or Bellator was versus Daniel Cormier. So you can't really hate on him for getting uh, pummeled by Daniel Cormier because he's a monster. But the rate, the it's crazy how Anthony Rumble Johnson folds to uh, these upper echelon opponents. But he's crazy, man. He's got crazy hands. He's really powerful. Um, he's going to be fighting a guy, uh, Jose Avacido, who's seven and two. Coming off five wins himself. He's 29 years old, so he's going to have that. just uh, going to be a lot younger, and he's going to have that on his side. He's much more active. He's 6'3, 73 inch reach. He's coming off a triangle choke uh, round one. He's coming off punches round one. He's coming off a, a an anaconda choke round one. Three wins in a row. Um, they're not a uh, competition like Anthony Rumble Johnson, but Anthony Rumble Johnson's Achilles heel is literally giving up uh, submission or just literally turtling when he gets uh, faced with some kind of adversity. So I would not be betting this fight. There's no fucking way. Not versus a guy that could possibly finish Anthony Johnson if he gets him on the ground. If he's throwing up submissions like arm triangle chokes and uh, anaconda chokes and he's winning by punches, he's not, I mean, I, the record and the experience goes to Rumble Johnson all day. Yes, Rumble Johnson should win. I don't ever trust Rumble Johnson anymore, but I'm stoked to see what he does here. And I think that uh, this, this is just one of those fights you sit back and watch. I'm going to go with Rumble Johnson because it's a vet versus a newcomer. But don't get twisted. If uh, he gets, ends up getting subbed by Jose, you're going to see a lot of people lose their money because they're going to be end up just throwing a ton of money on Rumble without even knowing his opponent, and so that could end up costing you money. And that's why we don't fire on Bellator very often. But if there was a bet that I was going to fire on, it would be this fight, the main event of the evening. Juan Archuleta, 25 and two, Cohen off going up against Sergio Pettis, 20 and five. Juan Archuleta is literally, he comes out of a really cool uh, camp with TJ Dillashaw, uh, Cub Swanson, and just like, it's just an elite group of guys that just push each other, each other to the limit. He's 33 years old. He's 5'7", 69-inch reach. Uh, Juan Archuleta is. He's two, two coming off two wins. His last win was a unanimous decision versus Petricky Mix, who's 13-0, and 0, and then Henry Corrales, who's 17-4. and 4. So I... Um, I'm a big fan of Juan Archuleta. I, I like his wrestling and work ethic. I also like his boxing. I, I just think that he's he's really good. Last time he's lost was versus Patricio Pitbull, uh, my favorite Pipple brother. Uh, he lost to the unanimous decision, and he learned a lot that night in 2019. I think this is all day. Juan Archuleta's fight to win. He's fighting, like I said, Sergio Pettis, one of the, to me, the, the lesser uh, of the two brothers. And Juan is going to absolutely, yeah, Aaron, Juan is going to murder, murder the man. Sergio is going to be literally hit. He's not going to know what to do. He's going to shoot for a takedown. Juan Archuleta is going to stuff his takedown because his takedown defense is that good. And he's just going to keep on just dishing out, just blows. I believe that Juan Archuleta possibly is going to get a TKOK win or he's going to big brother bully Sergio Pettis all around this ring. Um, I'm not trying to hate too much on Sergio, but I'm a big fan of Juan Archuleta. I think that he's got a higher ceiling and he's also just got – The edge is just in wrestling to me. He's got the edge then in jujitsu because wrestling, you know, trumps jujitsu in ways when it comes to the wrestling transition um, spots. So it's in in control. So I'm going to go with uh, Sergio Pettis. Loses the Juan Archuleta, possible TKO KO and and or uh, decision win by uh, Juan Archuleta. But it's going to be dominant in my eyes. And so you can go get Juan Archuleta at a decent uh, price too. So, yeah, uh, Aaron Weinbaum, good point. Sergio should be at 125 pounds. And, yep, Juan trains with TJ Dillashaw, like I said, folks. So he's got some really good experience on the side. I want to say shout-out to my boys, uh, my other boy, Devin Beers, one of my best friends, Ranger. Uh, been friends with him since, like, uh, you know, 13 years old. So thanks for being in the chat. Debbie Dev, Ranger, uh, appreciate you being here. Shout-out to the 126 of you live here watching us from all platforms. I uh, appreciate you guys all and uh, can't do this without you. So that was the, the main event of the evening for – bellator and i just wanted to make sure that i gave you guys a little bit of love there give you my opinion on that so if you guys wanted to parlay stuff or if you wanted to do some DraftKings, whatever you may do i've also been big into this verdict mma i don't know if you guys uh, have jumped into it verdict mma it's like a scoring system type app that they use uh now like in i believe it's pfl specifically and they, it's it's really cool because it kind of gives the fans like a, a not a say in the fight but it kind of um you you basically events come for the mma event and you pick uh they have five fights per se you pick all five fights uh how they're going to finish round one round two round three uh how or knockout submission or decision and you get based uh awarded uh points on it and then uh if you do good and and call the fights correctly you get awarded a like a jujitsu belt so you start as a white belt and then you get awarded of uh stripes and then you get to a a blue belt and brown belt and so uh purple belt then brown belt then black belt so uh super cool uh so join a uh, verdict mma it's the app you can join it's free it's su- just super cool gets you recognition as a fan uh and you can just be part of the pfl scoring system a little bit and so uh, i've been doing that a lot lately i'm i'm just about to be i just started like a few weeks ago so i'm only like a white belt but almost to be a, a blue belt in the the verdict mma so go download that it's a, a lot of fun but with that said, uh, that's the end of the Bellator 258. So we're going to jump into the, the real reason why we're here. And that is... <clears throat> Let's see. Sorry, folks. Messing up. Uh, I'm, I, you know, I can't believe that I'm going to say this is the main event. But it's UFC Fight Night Rodriguez yeah. versus Waterson. man. It's UFC Vegas 26. I don't know how this is the main event. We're getting robbed. The UFC is just making out with Bank here by the, keeping this as the main event. I, I literally... It is what it is, man. It just sucks like what they're doing. Like Cowboy could have been the main event, man. I mean, but well, I guess Yeah, I, wanna... I
0: agree. I think I... they should have did this the wrong one. But yeah. It's all
1: you know, so uh, thank you for tuning in, Aaron. Uh, tune in anytime, bro. Appreciate your support. Yeah, I, I don't get it, but it is what it is. And so uh without too much griping. Uh the first fight of the night, we have uh Christian Aguilera who's fourteen and seven fighting Carlston Harris. Uh they actually switched up the the order on us, but uh so we're gonna I'm going to go with it now that's on Tapology and switched up a little bit. But uh, Chris, Christian Aguilera is fighting Carlson Harris, and this will be my first bet of the night. Um, it was supposed to be a little bit deeper in the card on topology before, but I don't know. They switched it up, and now it is what it is. So, um, Carlson Harris, I dude, I like this guy a lot, man. I think that he is just super mean. Let me get to the notes since they switched it up. See. Sorry, folks. Dude, I don't know when they switched it up like that, but it's uh, it's it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, Christ, Christ, uh, Carlson Harris. This yeah. dude is mean. He's got really, really good kicks, super powerful standing. He's a purple belt in BJJ, so he's working on his ground game always. Uh, he's going off against uh, Christian Aguilera. Uh, I, I, Christian Aguilera is the type of dude that I just, uh, he's got everything that I like to bet against. He is a tapper, he is a quitter. And I love betting me against some tappers and some quitters like we did last week, or when we did versus uh, Roberson when we cashed on that, and then how we cashed last week, you know, just in general. So I, I love people who quit. And Christian Aguilar is the guy that does is the guy that just reminds me of does that. He's 29 years old, coming off a loss. He's five 72 inch reach. He last lost versus Tom Sean Brady, who's a great fighter. So I, I can't really hate him on that, but he tapped by guilty and choked around too. He's a tapper. Then before that, he won the fight. Right, he won uh, round one, then he won a decision, uh, and then he won a round one TKO KO versus a guy that's 31 and 17 and two in Celtic Gladiator 25. I don't even honestly. I've been listening, I've been watching MMA a long time. I don't even know what the fuck Gladiator Gladiator 25 is. So shows you the type of dudes he beats. Then he lost to David Machado when he fought adversity. Lost round one punches, lost decision. I mean, he's lost TKO again. He's he just he's this guy's a loser. So what am I getting at? I'm going to be betting on Carlson Harris. I think this dude is mean, dude. He's 15 and four, 33 years old, coming off three wins, six foot tall. He's going to be longer in the reach. His last fight, he won by darts choke round two. He won the uh, punches round two before that. Won TKO KO before that. So it's this guy is a finisher, man. And I just really think this is a setup fight for him to win. So I'm going to be laying down the money on Christian uh, he uh carlton harris sorry uh, negative 152 uh so ne- 1.52 units on harris to to beat aguilera and just show you that he's a quitter whether he taps to submission or he taps to strikes he's going to be tapping so tap 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 taparoo what do you think he's going to do t
0: yeah i mean harris is an up-and-comer uh aguilera is completely unimpressive to me um he's got a lot of experience but um you know i couldn't find a ton of info on harris i watched some of his fights um but from the small bit I've seen'm I'm, I'm willing to take a chance here too and go with him to get a W Aguilera, I mean he's done nothing to make me think he can beat him you know so I'm, I'm right with it with the bet and I'm, I'm I'm gonna be pushing my chips in with everybody else hopefully get another dub on this one Should, I think he's I think he's gonna get him pretty easy to be honest but we'll see how it goes
1: yeah definitely so um you know then so then I, I remember we wrote this yesterday so we were supposed to do the show yesterday so our order is just going to be messed up on our notes so i'm just going to roll with it uh mike trezano is going to be fighting Luvit klein uh Trezano's is uh, at the time of writing this was plus 205 and Luvit klein was negative 245 um yeah it. mike trezano last lost his last fight to let's see grant dawson lost via rnc very naked choke to grant dawson who's 13 and 1 grant dawson has been a pretty good prospect in the sense so you can't really hate on him that much but then he he lost uh, then he won his fight before that to luis pena who's been kind of hit or miss uh before you know in the sense and then he won versus joe gannetti uh in the ultimate fighter finale um but then he you know like i said so it's like Trejano's good, dude. I, I think that his jiu jitsu game is underrated, and I think that he's being a little bit overlooked. But I mean, Luvic Klein, I'm a big fan of, man. He's coming 17 and 2. He's 26 years old. He's 5'7, seven, 72 inch reach. He's eight, coming off eight wins in a row, man. He's coming off a, a, a head and kicks, head kick and punches round one for Shane Young, and he just absolutely demolished a mean Shane Young who comes to scrap every time. The fight before that, he won head kick and punches again round one. Uh, before that, head kick punches. Or head kick. Before that, punches. This guy's a finisher, man. So I, I like Luvik Klein. I think I, I see why they have him as a favorite. I'm going to be going with uh, Luvik Klein here to to win the fight. But don't get it twisted. Trezano could win this fight and easily do a, a possible submission or end up doing a decision victory. What do you think about this one, T? Um,
0: yeah, Trezano hasn't fought in a, uh, a couple years. I think 2019 was his last fight. And, uh, um, he tapped versus grant dawson i think um you know Klein finished his last three or four fights so i'm guessing that's why the line is what it is but i think the line's off um i, I agree with you i think Klein's gonna win the fight but um i, I don't want to pay pay that price i think trazano could you know surprise too with that money so I, i'll probably just stay away and maybe look at it live if they throw something out on trazano stupid i might take that live or something like that you know
1: yeah well, nice. So yeah, like I said, uh, I'd go with I'm going with Klein, but I think that Sirzano has a path. So uh, I thought about po- betting it, but I think it's bait here. I think the negative two forty five was a little high versus a guy that does have uh, some talent on the ground. So, but because he's lost to uh, you know Dawson by tapping, I can't bet on tappers, man. I know that sounds mean, but I just I can't do it. So Lubek Klein is my pick there.
0: Yep. Yeah, well, next up on the card we got on um, Tafan Achui, that versus Jung Young Park. Um, uh, Tafon—he's—he's he's, doesn't have a ton of experience, but he's a serious up and comer here. Um, let me throw the clip on. He's a serious up and comer. I really, really like him in this fight. I think he's gonna beat um, Young here, and I, I think the lines too low. Um, and I think it's just low due to Park's experience. So I'm definitely gonna be betting Tafon, and we kind of fought back and forth to whether we should make. Tafon to show better. Harris, we went with Harris because, um, you know, Aguilera, we, we thought it was worse off than Park. But um, I really like Tafon here, and I'll definitely be betting him. What do you think, man?
1: Yeah, this one is uh, – I think uh, Tafon, man, he's super talented. I, I know that his record is 5-0 and only. He's going off against John Young Park, who's 12-4, and who's got just a lot more experience. But uh, Tafon, like I said, he's 26 years old, eight wins in a row, 6-0, and 77 inch reach and he's fighting out of a team Lloyd Irvin. So he's definitely got some experience uh, to work with over there. He, you know, his last fight, he won a unanimous decision versus the guy who was 11 and four The fight before that it was head kick round two. Uh, and then uh, round round one, KO TKO before that. So this guy's just literally a finisher. He, he's been on a finish streak until last fight. He did a decision versus Jamie Pickett on the UFC fight night. You can uh, kind of say that UFC jitters uh, kind of gets to you. But he's going to be facing uh, Jun Young Park. Jun Young Park uh, like, is no, like, pushover. He's 12-4, 30 years old, 5'10", 73-inch reach. He's got a two-fight win streak. He last fought a guy, John Phillips, who he won a unanimous decision, and then Mark andre Berriot, who uh, was 11-3, and, and he won a unanimous decision on that one. Then he lost to uh, Anthony Hernandez uh, in a choke in round two. So he's a tapper. And, uh, you know, I, I just – so not only can you not trust him on the ground then – I think that Tefan is just much more experienced. He's bigger. He's going to be just more athletic. I think that this is a spot where uh, Tefan rolls here, and I think that Tefan uh, just uh, with that sh- little bit record and less experience still gets the win with the athleticism. So I'm going to be going with uh, Tefan to upset uh, Park. So let's see.
0: I can take the next one, man. Uh, the next fight we got up is Maurice Green versus Rogera de Lima. Um, You know, Green struggled recently. Um, He's he's lost, uh, lost to Hardy his last fight. You know, he's 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 beat a lot of people that's no longer even in the in the UFC. Lima he he got choked out by Romanov his last fight with that big forearm when he pushed his head into the mat and just knocked his lights out. So, um, you know, the Lima hasn't been too impressive to me either. So, with the dog money, I'd probably go with Green at plus one sixty five. I think he's got a good chance here. So uh, what you think, man? I
1: right, dude, this fight is the literally the battle of the shitties. And I don't mean to be uh, disrespectful, but, dude, Maurice Green and Rogerio Lima—you you couldn't ask for two big bodies that just literally can't do nothing for nobody. Uh, I, I just, you know, Maurice Green's the plus-165 underdog at the time of writing this versus Lima, and it was negative 190. I mean, like I said, I, I it's this is gross, dude. This should not. I don't even think Delima should be the favorite here. Like I said last time, uh, he lost to Romanov, who we were super high on and called him to win versus Delima. So you can't really hate on Delima for losing to Romanov because King Kong Romanov is an absolute monster. So we're big King Kong fan, Romanov fans. Um, so Regima lost to him last, and then Maurice Green too. He, he's just they—they they both just lost a shit ton, bro. Like I, I, it's crazy. Let me get this up real fast. Why is it? screen. No, Maury's screen's nine and five, right? Look at that record nine and five, 34 years old, six, seven, 82 inch reach. Coming off a loss, like I said, to Greg Hardy, with the, who got lost to a power jab and ground and pound in round two. To Greg Hardy, who's just athletic, he's not even good, athletic and strong. He won versus Gian Vellante before that with a modified choke from bottom in round three. But, dude, Gian Vellante, you know, 17 11, he ain't, he's not that good either. But then he lost the Olin by Armbar, lost to the punches by Sergey. Oh, man, Maurice Green, he's a tapper. He's a quitter, too. But, dude, you got Marcus Rogero de Lima, who's 17 and 7, 35 years old, too. So, two years younger, at least. 6 1, s- 75 inch reach. Uh, coming off a loss, like I said, he, at least he trains out of American top team in Florida, where they have a, you know, a great camp and great coaches with Mike Brown and the, the likes. But he lost literally to forearm choke by my boy King Kong. He literally put his forearm so deep into the dude's throat against the canvas that he choked that dude and put his ass to sleep, dude. It was crazy. So I can't be betting on a dude like that at the line. I mean, it makes no sense. At negative 190 to be betting a coin toss. Uh-uh, not happening. Uh, I'd be getting. I'm gonna go with uh, Maurice Green at the dog money when it's a coin. When it's a coin toss at heavyweights, I'm going with the dog money, especially at plus 165. I will not bet this fight. Do not bet this fight. But if you were going to, it's dog or pass. What do you say, T? Yeah,
0: like I said, dog money for sure. Yeah. yeah green green on this one.
1: So next up on the card is our second and last bet of the night. is Ryan Benoit, who was negative 40, 145 at the time of writing this, versus Azukra Adishov, who's plus 125. Um, you know, Adishov, he's three and three, guys. Three and fucking three. I can't believe that this guy's in the UFC. Never in my life did I imagine that a guy would be three and three and we'd be talking about him on a professional podcast or a UFC show in fucking general. Bellator doesn't even barely do this shit, dude. It's crazy. But, I mean, it is what it is. Dude's three and three. He's 28 years old. Uh, he's 5'5", five, 65-inch five, 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 reach. He's two. coming off of two losses. He lost the to Jerry, uh, three-round decision. He lost to Tyson Nam, counter right hook, uh, round one. Then before that, he won a fight in Bellator with the uh, left hook uh, right hook and punches round two. Uh that guy was three and one, folks. Three and fucking one. So uh yeah, he's that guy he fought and beat wasn't good. The guy then before that he won the a decision. The guy's 0-fucking two. Yeah, you beat a guy's 0-2, he fucking 0-2. He sucks dick. He should not be fucking fighting, dude. That guy should quit. Uh fuck. I can't believe that we're talking about this guy. Then he lost to Re-Naked Choke. So this dude's lost by Counter right hand, he's lost by rear naked choke. Well, I, 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 I there's no way I'm going to bet on that guy, right? So that's why we're firing on Ryan Benoit, the veteran, the OG here, 10 and seven. He's 31 years old, 5'5 with a 68.5 inch reach. He's coming off of two losses, but those losses are versus actual competitors. Tim Elliott with his back up against the, the wall, with his transition and submission ability, and just all around, uh, just madness. Ended up uh, edging the decision for Tim Elliott in his uh, last loss for Benoit. Yeah, you, know, you know. Then he lost a split decision versus Helia Tang, who's actually pretty talented. Um, you know. So then he won his last fight with a head kick round three versus Ashton McTarian. Ashton is not very good either. So the point is on this fight, Ryan Benoit is the OG man. He has way more experience. He's down training down with uh, Gordon Ryan and. His coach down there. I'm totally blanking right now. Gordon Ryan, Gordon Ryan, and Gary Tonin, and uh, working his leg lock game. So that's kind of Achilles' heel for Ryan Benoit is his jujitsu game. Uh, the fact that he doesn't have enough uh, to rely on down there. So I think that he's going to pull off this bet here, and it's going to be my second bet of the show. I'm going to be firing 1.45 units on Brian Benoit to just sh- showcase the superior skills and the all-around MMA talent. What do you think about this one, Tee?
0: Yeah, as soon as I looked at the card, I liked uh, Tafon and Benoit. Uh, uh, I really like Benoit here. I mean, he's got way more experience than uh, Zaruk and I mean, it just seems like a no-brainer to go with Benoit. And I don't understand why it's minus 145. It's the only thing kind of scaring me off. I thought he'd be minus 170 or something like in it, this fight, like, you know, 175. So that's kind of fishy, but I, I mean, I just, we, we're going to go with it. Uh, minus 145, you're going to give it to us, so Let's go with it and make it a bet, man. I'm with you. I think I'm well, um, wild. Wow, this one per- pretty easy, and impressively.
1: Uh, with that said, we'll, we'll jump into the main card of the evening. Uh, you know, it's going to be the first fight of night we have at the time of writing. This was Phil Haas was plus 120 fighting Kyle Dockus. Um, you know, we we are big fans of the Dockling, the Dockus brothers. We call them the the Docklings. There's sometimes we joke around and call one the Ugly Dockling. Uh, I, I think that this is a spot where the Kyle Docus is just uh, all around better. He's a uh, 10 and one. He's 28, six, uh, 76 inch reach. He's coming off a win uh, versus Dustin Stoltzow who wanted, he won a decision. And then the fight before that, he lost versus Brendan Allen, who we cashed on the show last uh, couple fights ago for, by submission and money line. So you can't really hate on him for losing a decision versus a Savage, like Brendan Allen, when we've been high on him. I really like uh, Kyle Dacas here. I think that he's gonna be just just too much for Phil Haas. He's gonna be a little bit bigger. And and with that said, the only thing that uh, Phil Haas is gonna have is possible power in the first round that we're gonna have to fend off. So I really like uh, Dacas here. I think that he's gonna win. Um, Phil Haas is uh, 32 years old, six foot, 77 inch reach. Coming off six wins, his last fight was for Nasudin Imamov. He won a majority decision. Then the fight before that, the guy was only 4-0, and he won by punches. You know, so then before that, he was on a contender series, and he beat a guy ground and pound, um, you know, it was 10-3. and So not enough experience for me to bet on him, so I'd be going with Kyle Dawkins on, on this one. What do you say, T?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, Hollis took the fight on short notice here. Um, he has a fight scheduled in July, too, and um, Dacus, he's got the height and reach advantage on him, too. Hawes he's got a ton of power, so you you can't overlook him, you know. If you do, you're gonna get hurt. And but I mean, I I, I think Kyle can outsmart him here, give Hawes a lot of trouble, get out of that first round, and, and just keep game planning him and um get the W. Um, uh, I agree with you, man. Um, and uh, let's see. Next up on the card we have Diego Ferrera versus Gregor Gillespie. Um. You know, Diego's fought better opponents than Gillespie. Uh, Gillespie, he's he's overpriced in this fight at minus one seventy five. Um, you know, he's got a route to victory. Um, um with takedowns, but I, I like Diego and his jujitsu. You know, he could get a sneaky dub here at plus one fifty five. I, I just don't like Gillespie minus one seventy five. So, uh, what you think about this one, bro?
1: Well, this is going to this is actually be a really good fight. I thought about making it the bet, uh, the, the bet for us for the MMA for Money show. Uh, I was going to pick Diego Ferreira. I, I just like his, his black belt jiu jitsu game. He's just been in there with all around better competition. He's 17 and three, fighting out of Brazil. Um, he's 5'9, 74 inch reach, 36 though, uh, coming off a loss versus Benil Dariush, who you can't even hate on a split decision loss versus Benil. He didn't get finished, he didn't get subbed, and Benil's just on a roll and an absolute savage. Before that, he won by rear-naked choke, beat Anthony Pettis. He beat Marabek Tussumov by decision. He beat uh, Rustam Keblov, who's an absolute monster, uh, by decision. I mean, this dude is absolutely game. I want to bet him, but the only thing I don't like is that Gregor Gillespie's uh, wrestling game is that good in the sense of that um, Diego Ferreira gives up takedowns. And so if you're giving up takedowns versus a really good wrestler – it's going to be a problem. Gregor Gillespie's 34 years old. He's 5'7, 71 inch reach. He's coming off an all loss that went viral. He lost by devastation. He lost an overhand right to a kick uh, by Kevin Lee that just sent him into orbit. And you could see his soul fly back into the cage. It was crazy, bro. Like, if, do yourself a favor and go just Google Kevin Lee versus Gregor Gillespie. I think Kev, uh, Gregor Gillespie's soul is still left on the canvas or against the cage that he hit that night. I, that's another reason why I wanted to fire it was because he's just you know just lost last time you know by devastation he has taken a lot of time off it was 2019 uh when he was supposed to when he fought last he was supposed to fight in March of this year but it got canceled but he was going to fight Brad Riddell in a fight that I would have loved to bet Brad Riddell he's got great striking and good takedown defense but uh we didn't get that fight so I think that uh there you know if Diego can stuff the takedowns he's gonna win this fight uh in my opinion but I the wrestling of Gillespie is that real I'm gonna be going with Diego Ferreira though because I I said I was gonna back him I think he's got the better jujitsu game he could possibly get a sub but I I don't I like I said I I pulled the the bet because I don't want to bet something that's iffy this is one of those ones so uh, I think that Diego Ferreira is gonna win but like I said don't don't Mark my words on that one, folks. It's not a bet. So, um, yeah, it should be a good one, though. The next up uh, on the card, we have Neil Magney, who's at the time of writing this was plus 165, going first. Jeff Neil, who's negative 190. Man, what do you say? Uh, you know, Neil Magney, 24 and eight. He's 33 years old, 6'3, super long and agile and in reach, 80 years old, got work, good work ethic he's got he's got a one fight losing streak he fought Michael Chiesa where he got absolutely schooled and just outclassed and he just showed you that he hasn't learned much about his wrestling Uh, his Achilles heel seems to be wrestling uh before that he won versus Robbie Lawler somehow and then uh, versus Anthony Rocco Martin who was pretty decent at the time so man I don't know man I can never be too sure on a a Neil Magny on Neil Magny in general what you're going to get but I like Jeff